this week on Welcome Back to Roswell. Over on OG Roswell, we're talking episode white, The White Room, um, where you're going to get a taste of why Pierce is pretty much the worst. Um, and really, Max, is, Max and company are tested in uh, the most sincere way ever. Uh, and then over on Roswell, New Mexico, it's the episode called Say It Ain't So. I have not watched the episode yet, so I don't know what I think, except that uh, Weezer is a good band and the show is a good show. So I'm thinking thumbs up on this one. <laughs> Let's see if Future Me agrees. What did Max tell Pierce was the name of his home planet? earth <laughs> i don't remember this i don't but, remember this either did this happen that seems like what he would have said if someone asked him so mm-hmm. i'm giving the max evans answer not necessarily the right answer okay Very good. number two number who stayed with isabel when she dreamwalked on max the first time who stayed with isabel okay hold on dreamwalk what like the the first time like in this episode the i don't first time in this episode mm-hmm. when she first visited him in the white room who was who stayed with her in fact i think this person said i will stay with you <laughs> oh no oh no uh, wow i don't i don't this is one that i just don't know michael is is my guess all right, I guess we know that you, what kind of shipper you are. Okay. Uh, Rhett, ne- next question. Uh, <laughs> what object did Pierce want Max to tell him the location of? The second orb that isn't an orb. Still not an orb. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Max tell him the location? Because he thought they were torturing Liz. Uh, what item does Isabel need to gain access to someone's mind when she dreamwalks? A photograph. I don't. I don't know if maybe they said that. Maybe they said that in this episode. I don't. It's kind of weird that she needs one, but she she always uses one. She looks at the yearbook or she'll look at Mm. pictures. So she just needs to like. Yeah, that is weird. (laughs) It is weird. A picture of the person, and then she can go to their brain. Then she go to their dreams. Also. The book that we're using, Pop Quiz, written by Paul Rudditz, Rudditz, I don't know. Um, he uses the phrasing dreamwalk on. Like yeah. she dreamwalked on Max, which I would have I would have dropped any preposition. I think I would have gone like dreamwalked Max when she dreamwalked him. Hmm. Like yeah, a that's... direct verb right. or something. Well, it's almost like, okay, when she dreamwalked, or like to him. like To him, because it's not really with, because she's right. dreamwalking and he's just dreaming. Well, and I think also, like, we we might want to say with, because it's like, uh, it's like firewalk with me, right? Yes. Like, that's, that's what, where my mind immediately goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I don't, you're definitely not dreamwalking on anyone. Yeah, that's a weird a weird syntax but you know what whatever floats your boat you wrote a book that gives us lots of cold open that's true so that's true it's a cool 
Cool. Congratulations, Paul. And honestly, uh, I haven't broken the news to you, but this book only goes through the first season. So we are oh, either no. going to have to start doing pop quizzes of random things from the first season that you won't get any of the answers, or right. we're going to have to give up the pop quizzes uh, after next next episode. Just No, no. Here's what it is. All right. Now, as we are not now, but in season two, <laughs> as we are watching the episodes, we each quietly write three questions for the other person. This is an amazing, amazing plan. So it I has to happen this. on the fly. It's a pop, mm-hmm. pop quiz, pop by creation and pop by execution. This is going to be the best uh, yeah. second season that ever <laughs> happened. Okay, we got to finish this one because we have ramped up. We are at one could call the extended climax of season one of Roswell. Oh yeah. (laughs) Things are happening pretty fast. (laughs) Things are happening very fast. We look, things are happening so fast. We don't even bother to see the agents picking up the orb from where Max told them the orb is. It just happens. Boom. We don't have time for that. We got to deal with the FBI lounge. What do you call it? Like the FBI headquarters. It's not the headquarters. It's the alien (laughs) The Alien Research Laboratory. Yeah. Yes, thank you. The Alien Arl, as they call Arl, it. Arl, yes. Uh, <laughs> which is conveniently located at a uh, evidently world-famous Alien Research Laboratory. Right. Uh, featured in the museum that Max works in. Yeah, it's and it's just down the road. Yeah. It Very seems like they could have tried to cover their tracks at all, but did not. I don't know that they cared to. I don't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they, because they know Sheriff Valenti is suspicious, but they are not doing anything to neutralize him in any way. They don't even have somebody watching him. I mean, they did have their like biggest agent working for him for a hot but second. But I think he was just using that for his own research. I don't think he was trying yeah. to foil Valenti at all. Like. They kidnapped a teenager in front of Valenti and didn't, <laughs> and don't even like go back and like have someone in a suit be like, by the way, what you saw isn't what you thought you saw, or like right, we have that, evidence that Max kid was had heroin for... on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, they don't even try to do that. They don't even try to cover it up. They kidnapped a teenager and they don't even tell the parents of the teenager what's like they just kidnap a teen. Yeah, I mean it is also just like not clear what they want what the fbi guys oh i'm sorry it's very clear what they want okay but is it though what the orbs do (laughs) but they're so obsessed with it together (laughs) and but they have no idea seemingly what the orbs could do when they're together like you and i were laughing during the scene where um he hand hands them to max and for all he knows they could be like a teleporter they could you know open a portal to like a nightmare dimension they could they could be a weapon to be fair to polsky had for whatever reason she was calling them communicators Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now what does she know about anything we don't know we don't know where she got her her information right what but even communicators you wouldn't want they, those to be in Max's hands. No, you don't want the alien to be able to communicate when you have and, him trapped. And in fact, it's his ability to communicate with his sister who is dreamwalking on him <laughs> <laughs> that allows him to escape. Yep. No, Pierce is not good at his job. I think that is clear. He is mm-hmm. driven. He's serious about his job. 
but he is not talented he's not talented and he's like quick to anger in a way that doesn't seem useful like there was one point where he wasn't getting what he wanted either from like one of the other um like medical guys in there or from max and he did the like i'll show you the back of my hand kind of you know and i think that honestly that was when max was like oh i win because at that point he's like oh i don't know how to do what you want you can't torture this information out of me right so here we are like here we are you're you're so mad you're threatening to backhand me i there's nothing you could do that's going to give you the information that you want because i do not have it um also look not to harp on it too much and i know we were talking about it last week but it is mildly triggering to see one dude in a suit not wearing a mask around a bunch of medical professionals who are yes there's well and we even have because dumb pierce comes in in his full hazmat suit yeah and then just says hey i don't need this we're friends, Max. I can be real with you. And he takes it off. He could be coded an alien virus. He has no idea. He has no idea. No. Or, or if is... he does, if he does and he knows that there is no like alien virus, whatever, then why do the rest of the guys all have to wear it? Well, because they care about their lives. I think we know something. Max's blood is different than human blood. That's not yes, a good that's sign right. that he won't have alien. He, that, I don't know, man. We also see how easy it is. And maybe Pierce, because Pierce definitely seems to be accusing Max of the murders that probably Nisato did, but someone did. Well, yeah, I mean, it is is clear that uh, Pierce has no idea how many aliens he's dealing with, right? Because early on he says... Uh, you know, I know all about the 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 four aliens, two of which died, two of which lived. Right. Uh, and you're like, oh, buddy, your count is way off. Like, yes, we have more aliens than that. Um, yeah, and he, you're he asking this. He doesn't even know about pods. Yeah, it's Pierce knows nothing. And he does seem to think that Max is one of the kind of aliens that can kill you with his hand but does nothing to protect himself from being killed by his hand. <laughs> I mean, I guess at one point he does give him uh, meds that inhibit his cerebral cortex so that he cannot do his powers. Or so, yeah, that. yes. That he's like, we learned that this has stopped aliens in the past. I assume it will stop you too. But yeah, he's very loose with it, but he's very obsessed with the orbs. He wants to communicate. Or whatever. He wants the orbs to work. He just wants to see them work. And, like, I get it. You know, you get a new piece of technology home, and, like, the first thing you want is, like, just to make it work. Yep. You know, like, you go, it's the it's the reason that you buy the PlayStation 4 on the day it comes out and not mm-hmm. wait. Uh, like, you know there aren't going to be any new games for it. But, like, you just want to turn it on. And, like... Yeah, you want to see it do its thing. You want to see it do it. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's all Pierce wanted, but he wasn't gonna get it. No. Um, but that's just one story. We got there's other stuff happening too. Yeah, but it's all I, I like that it is all like in the same vein or all in service of this one. Like this felt a lot more focused than uh, other episodes that are like, oh yeah, with this all, we also have like a human story or something going on. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of human stuff in this. No, there is an amazing moment where Liz comes back 
<laughs> Liz, every okay, so the aliens and Liz get home and they're like, "Oh my god, they're at the crash on there. Like, this is fucked up. How are we gonna save Max? What do we do? I don't even know where they even keeping him. I don't know." And then Alex and Maria show up and. Maria and Liz hug and Liz is like, Max is gone. And so then immediately Maria and Alex think about their own alien boyfriend and girlfriend and they mm-hmm. go, Oh, and go hug their alien boyfriend and girlfriend respectively. And, and so it's like two couples and Liz just like alone. And well, the, the funny thing Tess. is Tess is there. <laughs> yeah. And they just kind of look at each other. And Liz like, is like, I'm not hugging you. No, there's, there's no world in which they are going to hug right now. They are they aren't friends. They're no. barely unenemies. They're pretty they, much enemies. Yes. Like in they're the still, human they're still drama, sort they're of enemies. sexual rivals. So <laughs> um, did, and then did we, we at fi- some point have uh yeah. were you and I were we throwing around the phrase sex enemy at one point? I don't know. What it not on this show, I don't think. I mean it feels like a same day shipping thing. I mean, I think I know what it is. <laughs> I think I get it. Yeah. Um, all right, that's but all. Yeah. But Liz decides she's tired of waiting while everyone else is at the white room. She goes and she tells Valenti. Well, okay, hold on, though. Because she says she's tired of waiting, but that's at like 11 o'clock. And then they're like, yeah, no, we'll give Yeah, she waits them- for like three yeah. hours because she doesn't wait all. They were like, let's wait till 4 p.m., which is so long. Like, I know <laughs> that, that there's a rescue mission underway, but like, if someone is being tortured, five hours is so many it's hours a long to, time. Let, to wait to be like, maybe they'll stop getting tortured soon. Like, no, tell Valenti. Plus, Valenti is a grown up who maybe could help you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They debate it for a second being like, oh, what's Valenti going to do? And uh, Maria, I believe, although it may have been someone else, is like, well, he's the law. He has, like, some kind of resources. (laughs) But, like, beyond that, he's a grown-up. Like, you're all kids. You're kids. Stop being silly. You're kids. Uh, And also, like, your entire support network is right here. Everyone you know is these six people. He's an adult. He's going to know a lot more people. Totally. And he, longer than you've been alive, he's been investigating aliens. Yeah. He also has, like, some back, like, he has probably more background in how the FBI department works, like, the alien research department works. Yeah. The, I think they call it, like, the special department. I can't The special unit, it. maybe? Special unit. He knows how the special unit works probably way better than anybody else. Other than maybe Nisado. We also get a lot more Nisado in this episode. Uh, yes. And like more insight into how he works and what his priorities are. Because like, um, you know, he, there's that whole scene and we get it almost all of it in this one scene with uh, mm-hmm. he and Michael. Um, where he's like trying to get Michael to just suddenly understand all of his powers. <laughs> yeah. He essentially explains to Michael, which this is a fairly complex thing. And the show kind of doesn't there are times where it digs into it a little bit mainly we they still call themselves aliens but like we get explained that they're not aliens they are humans who have their evolved there's they are have the genetic bodies of highly 
evolved humans. Right, but I mean, they're still like alien in origin, right? Like they're still they are they are they're evolved alien in origin, but it's like if an if but it's not, but they're not like they're not like Kryptonian. They're not alien in right, a typical right. fictional way. Right. They, I, I guess, they would be human in the same way that the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are dinosaurs. They were created by humans, but they are still the thing yes, that, if that it, they were created right, to be. But yeah. if Jurassic Park was on another planet, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. If the day, mm. if sorry, no, that's what I meant. Not what I mean. If right. Richard is that his name? Uh, no, Hammond. Who are you Hammond. talking about? Yes. Hammond. If John Hammond, Hammond yeah. was from another planet, then that metaphor would work. I'm just saying if 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 we're talking about two race two beings, right? If we're talking yeah. about two species, aliens and humans, then that's the same as having aliens and dinosaurs. Dinosaurs can create other dinosaurs, humans can create other humans, but also humans can create dinosaurs. And those dinosaurs that the humans create are still dinosaurs. Just like the aliens can create more aliens, humans can create more humans. Evidently, the aliens can also create humans that are hyper-evolved. They're still human. Wait, they are still human? Or they alien? Because you just talked yourself (laughs) into changing positions on this, Patrick. No, I don't believe I did. I said they are (laughs) alien in origin. and then you just did a whole circle to get to where no, 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 no. create humans the hu- the things they create are still human no i said <laughs> that they are human but alien in origin okay that is more consistent with where you started i will admit that you, Thank you. did circle back to where you had been uh, but no i just think it's a, i think it's an interesting you know i've watched i've read a lot of uh alien stuff <laughs> and i like i like this uh this wrinkle in the mythology right like that they mm-hmm. that that's and that also makes more sense of how they've passed for so long yeah totally cuz physically i mean except their blood their blood you can tell is not um human blood or not like what we recognize as human blood but like they've passed so well and they grow you know they age like humans like it all makes more sense when you know that um, right and also then kind of like throws a uh so what's your excuse at like the whole kryptonian thing where it's like yeah the kryptonians do age and look and feel a lot like human beings um but uh also aren't (laughs) (laughs) but also they just yeah but they aren't and didn't like net i don't i guess in some mythology maybe they do but they didn't like know us so it's not like either of us right we're not mimicking each other Anyway, so yeah, I guess I'm saying Superman, bullshit, Roswell, awesome. (laughs) That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying is Superman, bullshit. (laughs) No, it's a lie. I love Superman. (laughs) No, we we Um, love Superman here. This show is pro-Superman. We're pro-Superman. Not every iteration is as good as every other iteration, but you know what? I'm interested. I like But I mean, like, release the Snyder Cut, of course. If there's any (laughs) Snyder footage, I want to see it. (laughs) No, what I want is like Brandon Ralph to just make like a private, like I was gonna say a private movie, and that makes it sound like I'm talking about a porn. 
I guess <laughs> I'm saying I just want him to get to do it again, which I guess he did get to do on Legends of Tomorrow, but I didn't or I didn't see it. So if I didn't see it, it's sort of like it never happened. Sort of like it didn't happen. I believe that. Uh, okay, but on this show, <laughs> Michael finds out all this information and is told you can change your fingerprints. In fact, you know what? Do it now. Uh, and that's right. all the teaching he gets. Well, and, is, and is even like, Nisato, you want to like give me a hint? You want to point me in the right direction? <laughs> like, do you want to tell me what it feels like when I change my fingerprint? Nope. And Nisato's like, no, just do it. Now, what I do, I mean, it's still not like good or encouraging, mm-hmm. but Nisato is, does believe in Michael. He does think Michael yeah. can do it, which most people don't think Michael can do much. So, there's a sliver of him hearing the kinds of things one would have hoped he'd have ever heard from an adult in his life. Sure. But I mean, I, yeah, there's a, there's a sliver of him hearing that, but that is not what Nisato is saying. Because Nisato is like, <laughs> you're, you're programmed for this. It's not that he believes right. in Michael. He believes in the aliens of human origin <laughs> and their ability to do the things that they were programmed to do. Yeah, you're right. He if even, Michael wants also, to read that as encouragement, that's fine. Yes, and that this scene is also subsequent to when a scene that just it kind of breaks my heart. And you know, I love Michael, and that's probably why. But mm. it's the scene where Michael says, "I've been looking for you for a long time." Yeah, and Nisado's like, "I've been looking for you too," and you can tell that Michael takes that like internalizes that as like wow he cares about me or like <laughs> oh wow I finally found my dad or whatever. Nisato is not. No, it's like his mission or whatever. Yeah. And this is something that the episode like dives into and like circles a bunch of times is that like these uh, humans of alien origin have emotions and Nisato yeah. does not. Yes. And Tess is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because they kind of drop it pretty smoothly, but it gets revealed that Tess. One, she seems very good at hiding and maybe killing people. But two, she definitely made Max have all those fantasies about her. Yeah, yeah. Which Be- you kind of knew, but like you did, that wasn't confirmed. And now it's like, oh no, it's confirmed. She was playing him or tr- or whatever, tricking, manipulating. I don't know what the right word. Seducing him in a, uh, you know, the way humans of alien origin can do. <laughs> but yeah like in in that supernatural in that like these are her powers manifesting themselves yes sort of way and i like this idea uh that like and and tess kind of lays it out that like this is the form my powers take mm-hmm. you know that she's like i can make people think that something is happening in front of them that isn't actually happening yep um and so it like it takes this sort of like more nebulous like these characters have powers and they can all sort of you know like it makes them feel more like X-Men. You know what I mean? Yes. That like I think, they yeah. can and do individual things. Yes. And I think that is brought, I mean, Michael, uh, Max doesn't get to do much of anything in this episode because he's being right. tortured. But everybody else, like they work together in their yeah. own unique ways. And it's a plan that Nisato comes up with because he has insight into what all those unique ways are. Yeah. Like he know, like like you said with Michael, it's not that he has seen potential in Michael, and he feels like if he nurtures it, it'll grow. It's like no, he knows what Michael Michael's programmed to be able to do. He has a Rolodex of Michael's powers in his mind. He knows what they should be, um, and so the plan you know leans on all of those. 
I really I, like this look, episode. <laughs> I, I, I liked it too. I liked it a lot too. Um, and that that is my like favorite flavor of um, X Men moment. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot I, I love about um, uh, the X Men. Just you know, the, the characters have been around for so long. They're so fleshed out and so good. Yeah. But any any time that uh, you need like three different mutants to work together in very specific mm-hmm. ways, uh, so that like their powers one does this and one does this and then the last one comes in and does that yep. is like the most satisfying thing in the world and to see these characters have to do like the same thing by just like slowly adding it up and being like okay this mm-hmm. plus you know uh, michael's powers plus isabel's powers plus tessa's powers equal rescue is so yep. cool yeah it's it i also and not to be spoilery because they'll all be in the next season but like the this is kind of a new chapter for the show because up until this point and i enjoy it it's fine there's it's a lot about liz and max falling in love yeah like that's the primary plot of this first season of the show and once you get all four of the uh core four together um the show can explore the alien stuff in a different way there's still romance subplots there's still drama don't worry we're gonna talk so many there's still there's still ships to sail there's still like real stuff but like the four of them and how they work together and what that means and destiny and yada yada i'm saying yada yada you haven't even seen all the yadas but like (laughs) we'll get to a lot of stuff but right yeah i'm so glad that all four of them are on the board and especially with uh, yeah, I like the way they introduced Tess. Like, because she she has had a very different uh, growing up experience than the rest of the aliens. Yeah, she's been and, trained by this kind mm-hmm. of sociopath. <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's just got a different like perspective on some things. Um, oh, it's so sad. When I mean, you're obviously correct to identify him as a sociopath, yeah, but that makes that makes the moment that Michael's like. You don't know how long I've been looking for you that much mm-hmm. sadder. Where it's like, yeah. this being can't care about you. Nope. He I'm can't. sorry. Yeah. And he may like play this role of protecting <laughs> you or bringing you to whatever, but it, it will mean nothing to him. Yeah. It's just another assignment. And uh, yeah. Michael, uh, Michael has. Michael needs male role models in his life. There's not a lot of them out there for him. It's true. Even his own brother who like kind of beats him up at the wrong time. Oh yeah, his brother. Though, like I'm now fully, by the time Max gets tortured, I am 100% over my Max hate for pretty much sure. the rest of the season. I mean, he, he, you know, he doesn't always make great choices, but no, I pro you've heard me be the angriest I will be at Max. Okay. Probably, all right. Uh, well it's it is uh it is hard and i know that this is uh uh i i don't know like a function of like the era of tv or what but we did go through a phase in entertainment where we were like you know what everyone's gonna get tortured there's gonna be a torture scene in everything and it's probably 9-11's fault and it was probably um like 24's fault like those are probably the big culprits Um, but like, you know, I've, I've been on my, um, James Bond, uh, watch all the movies, um, kick and just watched Casino Royale last Mm -hmm. night. Um, and that has a pretty gnarly torture scene in it. Um, 
And, you know, so like it happening to like the good guys and the bad and like torture being uh, never really ruled out as like a thing that just people don't do. Um, And it's like it's it is a shortcut to me feeling like an endless amount of empathy for a character uh, where it was just like, yeah, he's going through the worst possible, like the worst psychological and physical experience a human being can have even if it's a human being of alien origin um, <laughs> that like, uh, yeah, any, any ill will I uh, was harboring towards Max Evans uh, melts away with that. Yeah. And I think the performance is really good too. It helps. Yeah. Like he, you believe both like his, his fear at the beginning and then his like desperation to help Liz. Oh, by the way, uh, it looks like the FBI has all the footage from this show. <laughs> yeah. They put little glasses on Max and show him, like, show him Michael and show him a shot of Isabel again from the show and a shot of uh, Maria. Of Liz and, from the show, right? Yeah, Maria and Alex on stage that night where she sang the Phil Collins song. <laughs> um, like, he's, they've got everything. And then they show Liz uh, in biology class. And then they show Liz tortured. Um, uh, what was that? That was a weird extra like piece of equipment to like just show Max images of things, right? Like it could have just been a screen, but they wanted it to be well, like a helmet that he put on. In a screen, I guess. <laughs> they could have just turned know. over one of those panels, and it could have been a screen. Is it more torturous to like, because ha- it was sort of VR-ish, right? So like, is it more torturous yeah. to see the people you love in VR and and have them threatened? I, I mean, VR definitely is like a more immersive experience. You can't escape the image that's in a VR headset in front of you. But also it was like an AR headset because he could see out through it. Yeah, it was He weird. could like see the room behind him. I wonder if they just had that prop and they were like, we got to use it. It's too funky and creepy looking. Yeah, that could be. I have no idea. Um, couple things that I wanted to say, or one big thing I wanted to say, because uh, I feel like, I don't know, I like to share these things because this is the time I'm rewatching Roswell with another person. I don't yeah, know if this please. will ever happen again. <laughs> uh, I have never in my life not just watched this episode and the finale as one episode. <laughs> well, I mean, this one is marked as to be continued yes, in a way get, that I don't yes. think we've ever seen that before. Right. We, on the show. Yeah. We get, uh, we get, well, there is a to be continued, um, but it is much, the stakes are much lower. Than this. <laughs> There's one uh, between tw- 285 South and the episode river dog, but the much lower stakes. Um, but no, in this one, that's just one where they like find a secret thing at the bottom of a geodesic dome and open a secret portal. Okay. Um, not portal. Sorry, that sounded way cooler. Door. Um, <laughs> they find a secret door in a geodesic dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to pulse, I think the actual cliffhanger is to pull. They find the thing. They get. They go down into the secret room, and then Topolsky shows up ups- upstairs, and that's the cliffhanger. Um, to be continued is a weird. Uh, kind of relic of an era before, like highly serialized TV, right? Because like, right? Because now everything's to be continued. Right, everything is just always to be continued. Yeah, it's true. 
I mean, uh, so how how do you feel uh, knowing that you can't just roll into the next one? I'm okay. We we'll watch it next week. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I wonder if how if the emotion because like I feel like the first half, you know, the first half was a lot of like you know the X Men stuff that we talked about. Yeah. There's more some of the emotional stuff is in the second half. Um, like we haven't Liz and Max haven't even looked at each other soulfully at all (laughs) well this is no this is a great point though is that uh the and the show calls it out that like okay look while we're doing x-men stuff we need to sideline the humans the humans Mm -hmm. need to just like sit down and not talk to sheriff they're a liability (laughs) they are (laughs) but it's pretty harsh it's true um and none of them okay uh when my uh sister was a junior in high school she uh she studied abroad in finland for the year um and when she came back from finland um she had you know she had no patience for her senior year of high school right (laughs) okay um and uh like that extended to like she didn't really want to like live in the house anymore and like (laughs) didn't i mean like she did and it was all like like, over it i get it i can't imagine yeah, I wouldn't want to come back. I wouldn't want to go back to that life either. So she was like so over everything. And like uh, my sister's a very like when she's over something, you're going to know about it because you're going to hear her fucking eyes rolling. Right. Um, I can't imagine what that's like. I don't I don't know. So I'll just project into a, a fantasy world where I can imagine. Carrying and. I, I have a, a distinct memory of my parents or of my mother driving Dana to uh, like a, a job at um, a car dealership that was owned by some family friends. Like Dana was going to help with some like filing or something. Right. And uh, like Dana didn't want to do it. And I'm in the back seat, um, So I, I probably would have been like 12 or 13 or something. Okay. Um, and uh, Dana just like, you know, grouching about like she didn't want to do it she doesn't want to go uh she doesn't want to have this stupid job and my mother just goes dana we need you to be an asset and not a liability (laughs) (gasps) wow it's maybe the harshest thing i've ever heard my mother say to anyone (laughs) that is that's like carry for the rest of your life as a memory kind of yeah So essentially your mom is Tess. Yep. My mom is Tess. Okay. The other thing I wanted to tell you, and this is transitioning to our next show. Do you know what the name of the next ep- of the next episode of Roswell, New Mexico is? Ryan, I do not know. What is it? Say it ain't so. <laughs> oh, baby. All right. Let's go talk about it. I love it. Okay, so the reason that you were like the name of the episode is Say It Ain't So and that's the thing that we have to talk about is because that's the name of a Weezer song. Yes. Well, that was part one. That's part one. Well, wait, what's what's the other part? Oh, I think you're about to say it. Oh, (laughs) that I, I there was a long time where I had a Weezer podcast called My Name is Weezer. I probably would have did an intermediate step where Weezer is one of your favorite bands. Sure. Okay. Yes. And then I would have gone to, you had a Weezer podcast and there's a Weezer episode of Simpsons this weekend. 
I know, I know so and I don't know what that means. We have to talk about it. Patrick, right. <laughs> will there be a new episode of My Name is Weezer? I think there probably will be a new episode of My Name is Woo-hoo! Weezer. Here, here's another thing that, that recently happened is uh, Weezer's new record, Van Weezer, uh, has mm-hmm. been delayed indefinitely, but they put out a new single called Hero. And uh, I got a notification on my phone saying that uh, the the uh-huh. new uh, single had had released and is available now. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to listen to that. And then five minutes later, five minutes after this notification, I get a text from Jen, my <laughs> co-host on the show and previous guest on the show. Um <laughs> Uh, saying, yes. uh, "What do you think of the of the new song? I have thoughts, but I want to know what what you have what what, what you think about it." So, you guys rest are still on top of all yeah. Weezer related content. <laughs> yes, that's right. So there there will be a new episode at some so, yeah. point, uh, and will okay. it be about the uh, the Simpsons Weezer thing? Maybe. Uh, did you watch the or listen to the clip of them playing the uh, the Simpsons theme? I did, and I watched it. I don't think it I liked the sound. The sound was fun to hear. Yes. The visuals were kind of boring. Here's the thing. I guess because that's sort of the would, experience of seeing Weezer though. Like they don't move around. <laughs> yeah, fair. But I, I it was it's yeah, cuz it's just a band playing a song. I guess in my mind I thought we were going to get to a couch gag or we were right. going to get to But there are no it would be like if you went to a Weezer show and everything was animated <laughs> and they played the Simpsons song and you'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you'd be psyched. I'd be so psyched. And if I was with you, I'd be so psyched for you. Right. Because, okay. So, hold on. I got to turn off the air conditioning because it's too loud. I'm sorry. Um, it, it uh, yeah, the, the Weezer is well, one of my favorite bands, but especially, you know, one of my favorite bands in like the 90s. And The Simpsons is one of my favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm but specifically one of my favorite shows of the nineties. Um, right. So like, yeah, the fact that they are combining eh, in the 2020s, maybe a little less um, excited about it, but like still very cool. No, it's cool. And I was happy for you when I saw it. <laughs> and then, I mean, that was my first thought. And then my second thought was, I hope this means there's going to be an episode, a new episode of uh, Jen and Patrick's podcast. I mean, I think there has to be. I mean, the fans demand it. <laughs> um, but this show, Roswell, New Mexico, seemingly had nothing to do with the Weezer song, Say It Ain't So. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things happen that disappoint characters. This is true. Um, we have... Alcoholism is addressed, or uh, addiction of some in Addiction some is capacity. addressed. Yeah. Uh, self-destruct or destructive behaviors and how much you can allow of your partner or so how supportive you can be of your partner as they engage in destructive behaviors Mm -hmm. secrets (laughs) let's let's uh start with the maria of it all because i feel like that's the uh that's the axle around which everything else is wrapped yes so maria is has realized that she has her psychic powers are inhibited by the special necklace that her mom has and her mom that she, uh, the special necklace of her mother's and her mother has asked her to start wearing the necklace to protect her uh, because of this. And Maria's figured out that the necklace has powers 
And Michael is very quick to identify that, oh, well, the flower in the necklace is the flower that acts as an inhibitor for alien powers. So Maria's like, yeah, exactly. It's my kryptonite. So I'm not going to wear it because I want to experience my powers. And Michael's like, well, hold on a minute, because not only it's not a kryptonite, it's it's protective gear keeping your brain from melting. And I don't know. It's hard to watch anything without the COVID lens, right? (laughs) Yes. Once you call it protective gear, I'm 100% on Michael's side. And really, I'm on Michael's side anyway, because we know what happens when you don't have protection. You end up like Maria's mom, who is like, has a really hard time. Like, she has extreme dementia. Yeah. Well, and also, I maintain that, like, beyond a a single instance where she sees that Kyle is about to get into a car accident and then, like, yells at him and then Michael pushes him out out of the way with his alien powers, that Maria doesn't have, like, a plan of action for how she is going to put these superpowers into action, right? She's just saying, I could be a superhero. Um, well, she has pl- she has plans to get better at being psychic. To, but to what end is 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 my point? Like to help people. But is she gonna like run around town like stopping uh, like muggings? Like what is how what is what is her goal? It's not clear to me that like she has a uh, something that she can apply these powers to in like a concrete way that would make it worth the sacrifice to her health. I'm with you. I think that she's enjoying having power. Sure. I can see that. But also, I, I mean, you want her to enroll in the police academy? Like, what could she do to prove to you what her plan? <laughs> like, well, she's going to be a precog. She so wants the... to be able to see things before they happen and prevent bad things. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the parallel that I keep going to, and I'm sorry if I, every, every time we're talking about the, the show or the other show, I bring you in. You want to talk uh, about bones? I want, <laughs> uh, no, this time I want to talk about Marvel characters again. Oh, okay, um, fair. But during the Jane Foster is Thor arc, mm-hmm. right? Like she's got a very similar thing where um, Jane Foster has cancer and uh but she can also transform into thor and whenever she transforms into thor she uh like all um any like bad things in her body get expelled so that means that while she's getting chemotherapy if she turns into thor all of that medicine which is both beating the shit out of her and curing her cancer gets kicked out so her cancer gets worse and worse and worse as she accesses her powers um, but because she is in the role of Thor protecting the nine realms, 10 realms, I guess at that point, mm-hmm. um, like she has like a duty and a responsibility that she is fulfilling. Like I feel like there's a real pull and pull, a push and pull there between like, there's a very clear application for her powers. And I just don't see that Maria has that. I mean, she literally, the first night she had the powers saved her friend's life. You dismiss this pretty hard. I, and I do. Get it. Like, I do. <laughs> but you, she literally, the first night she found out she had powers, saved her friend from dying. So. Yeah. It's... I think that is part of it. 
Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know. I think it would be tempting. Like, if you had powers, it would be tempting to want to explore those powers instead of just mute them. Now, that is definitely true. And something that we're seeing in Liz, right? That she, um, uh, at least, like, Michael is accusing her of wanting to, like, study the their alien physiology as to why they don't get sick on Earth. Right. And how they right. she could apply that to humans going forward. So, like, there's that idea of, like, if you could be doing more, why wouldn't you? Yes, I think there's that piece. I think it's also to introduce this magic necklace. Now, what this <laughs> magic necklace reminded me of was in the course of the show, The Vampire Diaries. There's something, and I looked up what it's called, but it was called, they were called the Gilbert Rings. But there are these magic rings. Yeah. Like uh, finger, like rings on your finger. Yeah. That if you wear them and you are killed by any kind, any kind of supernatural force, you won't die. Interesting. Nothing supernatural. And so it creates like this. It just adds, I mean, it's obviously a magical world because it's called the Vampire Diaries. There's vampires, there's witches, there's werewolves. But, like, it adds this weird, like, it takes away stakes in a certain way. Because you can, like, someone could die and then you find out, oh, but they were wearing the ring. (laughs) And then they're just not dead. But it only works. And that's sort of how I feel about this necklace. Like, right now there's only one of them. But I'm sort of worried that Liz or someone will figure out how to build necklaces. And then literally every character on the show will have one of those necklaces and will be impervious to aliens fucking with them. Yeah. Or will be able to be, I mean, I guess for the actual aliens, it would be bad because it makes it so they can't. So I guess I'm really thinking about the humans, but like I'm a little, this technology feel it's a shortcut to a lot of things. Um, and yeah. as I kind of said this to you when we were talking about it. It's like it, it really quickly physically and externalizes the conflict for um, Michael and Maria. Like she wants to explore her powers. He wants her to find a cure. They find a magic thing that either will dampen her powers and, you know, per- preserve her. Yeah. Or if she doesn't wear it, it, you know, it she's not unprotected and she's getting worse. Well, and like um, getting worse so fast, right? Because like, right, we see nosebleed. We see nosebleed, and on That's a TV a bad show, sign in movies, in TV yeah. shows and movies, in TV show, when your nose is bleeding, it means that your brain is melting right now, and that you're going to die. Yeah, but that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't kill Maria. They no, wouldn't you're dare. right. You're right. You're right. Um. Also, it it was worth it to bring us back, to bring uh, Isabel and Maria back to um, see uh, little little boy Walt and Mm -hmm. um, Isabel's mother. Yes. In the past. Yes. I can't remember her name. Fiona or something? It's something like that. Nora? Um, Nora is Michael's mom. That's right. Nora, Nora Freeman, Norma, real yeah. man, something like that. <laughs> Norma, not <Cute> alien. <laughs> um, but yes, we see the other one talking to Walt in a flashback or in a 
psychic vision that Maria yeah. has that she's able to share with Isabel using because Isabel uses her powers. Um. Yeah. yeah. And and in in that vision, let's just follow the vision all the way to the end of the episode. Sure. Um, that uh, Isabel relays the uh, the cool vision to Michael, and just happens to drop the detail that there is like a little tin windmill toy that the little mm-hmm. boy that little boy Walt gives um, to her mother, and uh, that's when Michael's like, "Wait a minute, this little windmill toy uh, that's mm-hmm. been on the in, at the junkyard the whole time." That means that Patches here, Snyder, Snyder, mm-hmm. Snyder, Snyder, is in <laughs> fact Walt. Yes. And so immediately Walt drives up and parks. <laughs> yep. And this is the gentleman with the patch that we've been seeing and seeing more and more of. And I was happy to see him at the beginning of the episode. I like this guy. I yeah. Mean, well, obviously we were supposed to and we'll get to see more of him. But I'm I'm glad we've got another character. I'm also glad we've got another character that's like not probably going to have sex with any of our other characters. <laughs> at least not right now. Like, sure. Like somebody sure. to have in the Cause mix. Like, Cause like Charlie Cameron's going to have sex with someone at some point with someone. I mean, honestly, now I kind of, now that you said that I might ship Charlie and Walt. Because <laughs> oh. Charlie is weird enough that I could see her perfect match being a super yes. frizzled old junk man. I love it. <laughs> junk, um, junk man. He is a junk man. That's what he does. He also, whatever yeah uh, he drives up he drives up and michael's like you knew my mom you were friends with her and you never told me <laughs> it's so unfair yeah <laughs> because Patchman doesn't i mean maybe we're gonna find out and i i'm open to it and up for it if we find out Patchman has known all along sure that, if, if he's you know, like Nora could have said to him, go find my kids yeah. in the pods mm-hmm. you know he could have been watching out for Michael this whole time. We could find all that out. I'm down for it, right? But from what Michael knows, he's just a guy, a little boy, yeah, who was trapped in a weird closet when a barn was burned. Mm-hmm. Grew up and hired Michael and let Michael live in his trailer on his property, and didn't pay him very much to work, and didn't pay him very much. Right? It's not even like Michael's last name is Freeman. Because Michael never knew his mother while they were humans. <laughs> like, how yeah, the hell yeah. is Walt supposed to have any contacts for who Michael is or know it? I mean, again, we may find out he knows everything. We don't know. But, like, there's no evidence. Michael has no reason to believe Walt has knows who he is. But, but he accuses, he's very accusatory. Yeah, he's very accusatory. But it could be that he's like been watching over him in an Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of way, right? Where he's like keeping his distance and he knows. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think. It's possible. Is that canon that Obi-Wan Kenobi was watching over Luke? Yes. That's why he was sent, that's why he went to Tatooine. Are you okay, Ryan? <laughs> I don't like that. I I mean, I'm going to probably have the same feelings like I have about Walt. You Luke mean, needed some help. Yeah. And you didn't. You let him become an orphan. Well, uh, I mean. Again. He, well, the second hold on, time. Hold on, Sorry. Hold the on. first time he was an orphan, he doesn't really remember. I'm not counting that. Right. Well, and, and he brings him to his aunt and uncle and is like, here, you you stay with these yeah, people. Ben Kenobi is a really good fucking fighter. Yes. And because he's all being a recluse and has to be sought mm-hmm. out, 
that's why Luke's parents or Luke's uncle and aunt get fucking murdered. Yeah, true. So Ben did a bad job at his job. Oh yeah, then I he mean, he doesn't even really train Luke very much. No, he doesn't. He puts he puts that like helmet on and the blast shield down one time, and they do like a little bit he, of training. I guess he tells him about Yoda. Uh, yeah. Well, he tells him about Yoda like as a Force ghost. So that is something that uh, Ben yes. keeps coming okay. back as a yeah. as a, a Force specter to uh, yes. continue training him after death. And I will say, Force Ben Kenobi, okay, mentor. Yeah. Living old Ben, old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Mentor. He's been living out in this shack in the desert in the Dune Sea for 14 years or something. By the time he like springs into action, actually meets Luke Skywalker as an adult. So like he's yeah. gone, he's gone a little bit crazy is my point. And whatever. There's so many things that like, if if secrets hadn't been kept, yeah. shit probably would have been better for everyone. Well, but also worse, right? Like, if if Darth Vader could sense that... Because I also... You know how in um, The Last Jedi, uh, Luke is like... He reveals that he's cut himself off from the Force? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there has to be some of that with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, too. Because if he's still out there in the universe... Wouldn't Anakin be able to sense him somewhere? Okay, then here. Okay, I'm all for protect Luke. Don't let Luke touch the Force. Right. I still need Obi Wan mm. to be either more effective at protecting Luke or more active. Like he should be this grumpy guy who like tells Luke, "You're only gonna be a fucking farmer. What you think you're gonna go travel uh, the world?" I see. I see. I see. Yeah. He act- has no effect on actively Luke's tearing life. him down. Well, so Something? is is that I know, this what is, we are Snyder? so off topic? No, 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 but no, I didn't realize that- it was canon that that was like <laughs> he was supposed to be doing something because I am not impressed with the, his work. Well, I, the thing is, I think he was just supposed to be like making sure that he was safe, and for sixteen years he was. Well, sort of safe. Is anyone safe while the Empire is coming? Well, you can't stop the Empire. He tried. You're Ben Kenobi. <laughs> you absolutely should be trying harder. Um, but do You're you gonna think... going to let everyone else, <laughs> all the young people, fight the war? Do you think that this is what Snyder has been up to? Patches, Walt, has been I up think to? We may f- I think there's a good chance we're going to find that out. Because yeah. at this point, we don't know how... And it could just be there was a time release on the pods, right? Yeah. But we don't know how the pods were protected. And I think we think, I think there's only three pods, right? It's not like the other show. I think so. So, I mean, there's Noah's pod, but that's a separate thing. So, like, how these three little, three pods of Max, Michael, and Isabel, how they were protected, how they stayed closed until, you know, whatever it is, 1990 or whenever in this show they opened and the little kids came out of them right we don't know how they were not destroyed so it could be snyder helped we just don't or walt helped but i guess my question was the the thing that you were describing that you like would want to see ben kenobi do of like just telling him that he was always going to be a farmer 
uh, you know, and like therefore don't like go out looking for more adventure. Is it possible that that's what this character is doing for Michael, giving him a job at the junkyard, like kind of keeping him grounded in that way? I think it absolutely is, and I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like good. It. I like even if you are wrongheaded. And I think that's where they're trying. I don't know what they're going to do. Cause that's the other storyline is we have, we have bad dad is back in the mix. Master Sergeant dad. Right. And I'm more interested in him as like sort of remorseful, but like, this is who he is. And he was doing the best he could. Yeah. He was just like completely wrong the whole time. Yeah. And no one has to forgive him, but if he's just like a human who was, thought he was doing the right thing but it turns out his whole like moral system was just so broken that he could that his what he was trying to do is never going to achieve any good like yeah that's I, a whole thing I think that i'm, I'm more happy interested to in that yeah. than i am like pure malicious evil yeah but, absolutely um or he's faking it because i told you the guy who plays master sergeant <laughs> played todd manning on one life to live and that and and he also played victor it's very complicated but the point is he's good at being evil and then pretending to be remorseful for being evil but actually he was double evil the whole time (laughs) so we may find out he's double evil man i would love for there to be at least one double evil character on this show well if there is one i bet it's him because it's we know it's not going to be sweet boy max sweet boy max is running around trying to save everybody oh man i do not want sweet boy max to change i want him to be a, a total <laughs> smiley puppy dog sweetheart forever um it, i i much prefer this to like brooding max and to dead oh, max, yeah. of course i also am glad that we have at least for now like closed the drama angst in the max liz relationship i don't need them to fight or break up i don't need yeah like this is great they love each other and then they they're gonna make decisions that the other may not like or whatever it's not always gonna be perfect in their relationship but like i'm glad they're just like adults who are partners yeah i like that (laughs) too it's cool (laughs) um it's cool uh it's it still means though that like uh she's like hey i don't want you stressing yourself out or putting yourself in dangerous situations Mm -hmm. and he's like right right got it because my alien heart is still is still healing got it got it got it um but then it's like uh i will go into a fucking war zone basically in the middle of the desert um and dodge sniper fire to rescue my former partner like that whole story also just sort of seemingly comes out of nowhere right with charlie coming into the picture yeah, I feel like it, but every time that story comes up, it comes out of nowhere. The Great first point. time Cameron was with, uh, like last season when she was with uh, Master Sergeant Bad Dad, and he was like, I'm going to manipulate you because of Charlie. And she's like, yeah, my sister in prison. Like, we've been, every time it comes up, it seems like to come out of nowhere. But it is a <laughs> yeah. consistent storyline. Like, this is not, inter- even the, like, evil black ops Dark Star is that, dark it's not sky? Dark Star. Deep Sky. Dark Sky. Dark Something Star like is a, a, a great band. cover band. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. Uh, dark Star Orchestra. Uh, but like, it. I also don't fully understand that. Is that alien related? It has to be. 
I I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm looking up now on the uh, Roswell Wiki. Wiki. Deep Sky okay. is an organization in the CW series Roswell, New Mexico. It's a paramilitary group based in Los Los Alamos, and they are interested in Charlie Cameron's research. That's all we know about them. I think we found out at least, a, and again, if we trust Master Sergeant Bad Dad, mm-hmm. I believe he told us that her research was based on the science and the learnings from the um, the experiments at the on the aliens at the right. alien place. The same stuff uh, Liz is reading about now. Uh, and then also, uh, Sergeant Bad Dad is able to draw the, uh, Deep Sky logo on a napkin. Yes, very quickly. Very quickly. And we, I don't feel like, got that good a look at it, so I don't know if it was supposed to mean anything to us. Like, I tried to be like, is it close to, because we also have the, in terms of imagery, we have that thing, the tattoo that Max got on it, got. That like it sort of maybe looks like stars in the sky could be a constellation. It's in yeah. the logo of the show. Yeah, no, like, it, it's it's not really that. So oh, uh, forgive me, and I won't always have the Roswell uh, wiki open while we're talking. No, I love that you do. Um, but uh, this the logo is on the ring worn by Travis. Who's Travis? You might ask. He is the dude who has a twin out in the desert who makes boots. Wait, Travis has a twin who makes Travis is the one who got killed. Is Travis the one who got killed or is he the other one? Travis and Trevor. Well, the one who makes the boots is the one who lived. Travis is a character. He is a bespoke boot maker. So I think Travis is the one who's alive. It, there's, it has the same design on his ring. As Were we supposed to know that? I don't. Wiki knows that because they're serious. I think Wiki knows that because they're serious. Now our listeners know that because we're serious about going to yep. the Wiki. I'm kind of really glad that we had the Wiki open. <laughs> um, you know what? We don't have to look up in the Wiki. Forrest's hmm. name because we remember it. <laughs> I did go to IMDb for it. Yes. Uh, but we got it. Yep, this is Forrest green hair. Forrest's got green hair. Yeah, that's right. He is uh, dating, uh, dating our boy Alex. He is very cute. They go on a very 10 things I hate about you paintball date. <laughs> I loved but it. But still, still nicely like Roswell themed, right? There's still like aliens and stuff as part of like the scenery for it. Yes. It is kind of a, it's both very appropriate, but also kind of a weird date for two veterans. Yeah. Who aren't like super jazzed to talk about their service all the time. So it was kind of a, an interesting, though I guess, wait, is... Is Alex still in the Air Force? <laughs> I don't know. His relationship with his military service seems, it seems like he could go back at any time, right? Yeah. I know that's not how that works. Well, I don't think, I mean, uh, yeah, because earlier this season, he was in uniform. Yes. So I guess he's still an Air for- Forceman. No, what do they call it? They Airman. said on this show. Airman, right? thank you. Yeah. I was like, it's not, the force is not in it. Um, <laughs> sort of like Ben Kenobi on fucking, what the oh. fuck is that? Like, no, I just, very, I always have found that that, the way. Uh, 
I mean, the the, the fact that the Ben yeah. is just disappointing. The you fact feel like that there's there has be to be and there's nothing there. Right. And then the fact that there has to be like a lull in the action where Ben Kenobi goes from being a war hero who defeats Anakin Skywalker in one-on-one combat into mm-hmm. uh, doing nothing for a decade and a half and then comes back as like a, a, a crazy old man. Um, like that's one of the things about Star Wars that simply doesn't add up. But like because of the order the movies came out in, that's just the truth you know yeah maybe this series will paint it in i not to go back on this but i think or maybe my new headcanon is that denying yourself the because think of how grumpy luke got maybe denying yourself and cutting yourself off from the force for 15 years makes you just into a different guy yeah well and also like knowing that uh you know the war he waged for um you know the the clone wars that he waged for like three years or whatever uh just ended up bringing the uh emperor palpatine into power i mean like that 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 could that could fuck a body up knowing that like having been that active being that proactive for so long led to such a terrible fate if he's just gonna like tap out and be like fuck it i don't i can't have any part in any of this because all of my choices lead to bad things happening Yeah, and also he didn't know then that literally every offspring of a powerful person that you knew was going to have some very important meaning. That's right, because they didn't let people who could use the force have sex. So they weren't reproducing before. Yeah, so like we didn't, he didn't know that. We know that. So it's easier for me to be like, why the hell did you not keep closer eye on Luke and make sure that he was okay? Why didn't you figure out if Palpatine was making clones of himself? This sort of thing. Okay, what? and I guess I'm gasping. <laughs> probably everyone else listening to this, even if they just now found out that Ben was sent to the planet. So it's one of the. This is one of those irony things, right? Because the that? only reason R two D two gets sent to that planet is because Ben's there. Yes. And that brings about all of the things that pull Luke into this. Yes. So this is one of the things. So all right, now R- maybe I like it better. Yes, R two D two gets sent there because uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is there, and Leia knows about Obi Wan Kenobi. That is what I want the Obi Wan Kenobi series to be: is him hanging out on Alderaan for a little bit, doing something heroic, so young Leia can see it and know Obi Wan Kenobi is someone we can count on when we need him. That's what I want. Wait, you think they've met? I think it would be cool if, 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 even if she hadn't met him, that she, uh, like has seen him in action or like all around was in trouble. You also want him to have an undying love for her mom. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. Okay. But only while she's carrying those twins. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Sorry. Sorry, people who care about Roswell. I, it's may the fourth week so that's why yeah we got also, it on the brain I, had never, I didn't realize it was i think i people i've heard people say that about ben kenobi before but i don't think i believed it was canon <laughs> i didn't know it was canon um what haven't we talked about in this show yet rosa all right all right the rosa storyline it's like any storyline where it's all a dream or it's all a, a figment of someone's drug overdose yeah it's hard to talk about those scenes right because 
they're not weird enough for us to want to like pick apart the surrealist elements, right? Right. It's she essentially okay, so she gets a makeover from Isabel and uh Liz. Mostly to... Isabel though. What? Mostly Isabel though. Like well, yeah. Liz, Liz is in is the room, but shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Isabel's essentially like, you could be anybody you want to be with a different outfit. Um and so Rosa chooses like dorky nineties or not even nineties, like eighties librarian i think yeah or like 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 preppy girl right like it's it's like not a modern preppy girl no definitely not it's it's a weird look but that's her look she chooses she goes to the caves where all the cool kids do graffiti and there's cool kids there who are very mean to her and that's where her drug-induced dream begins where she yeah. projects a young woman who's essentially fulfilled all the dreams Rosa wished she had in her life. Right. And those and, dreams are just like, you can express yourself and here are people that see you and validate it. Yeah. And, well, it. and also like you get out of Roswell mm-hmm. people, um, people, you know, you can work in art. You don't, you know, all this <laughs> stuff. Um, but it turns out that's all a dream or a hallucination. Right. Because she has taken these pills. Uh, the, the, uh, addiction relapse continues. Um, and then, you know, by the end of the episode, Liz is putting the, uh, the power muting necklace on Rosa so that she can go to rehab without, you know, fear of her accidentally like burning down the building. Yeah, it's a pretty convenient... I mean, it's a good thing that that thing appeared when it did. <laughs> yep. And also, I'm glad Rosa's going to rehab. Because yeah. at the beginning yeah. of this episode, I didn't know what the episode was doing in terms of dealing with her addiction. Yeah, we were getting grumbly about it. Yeah, it felt like they were just jerking us around. Mm-hmm. But she's getting she's getting rehab, which is probably what she's needed... For a long time. Yeah, so good move there, I guess. Is is there anything else we haven't covered yet in this episode? Well, I don't know what really to say about Charlie. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to know. I think she's to be a mirror for Liz of a of a driven scientist person. Right. Um she decides to turn herself into the black ops team, black ops people to protect her sister. Deep sky. Mm-hmm. In some ways it felt like she was kind of just like a substitute for her sister for Max to have like a partner to do his adventure with. Yeah. That's my concern is that she's just a little bit redundant to her sister that like they're, effectively the same character they fill the same role in max's life well they i feel like they do in this episode and we have the one scene with her and liz i want her to be a scientist who's working with liz who like wants to push the envelope really far and liz has to like have ethical decisions because she like i'm interested in them working together it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon 
I mean, unless uh, she turns herself over to Deep Sky and then Deep Sky is like, here's what we're doing. And she's like, great. I know a scientist who can help us. And then loops like Liz the in. Like fly? Like that <laughs> episode of Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, I well, mean, so wait, I don't is know it, that hold I on. want this show to involve <laughs> Liz being kidnapped and held prisoner and forced to do science. That no, sounds no, no, horrible. No, 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 no. I think you can you can tempt Liz into doing some shadier shit by uh, like promising her access to answers or technology that she wouldn't have access to otherwise. I think you're absolutely right, and I'm interested in that storyline. So I guess yeah. I'm I'm happy with Charlie on the board, if only because I feel like it helps us get closer to that. Because right now, the only person to do science with her is I mean, there's Michael, right? But he's on his own thing, and then there's Kyle, but Kyle's such he's doctor man that's what he he's he's meant to be a doctor he's not meant to be a scientist and he's not even in this episode he gets mentioned he takes he care does, of his sister yes, he does get mentioned screen sure. um also and this is just it's nitpicky but i mean <laughs> i just railed about a thing in star wars i didn't know about so i have opinions <laughs> when so cameron wakes up uh-huh. from having been in a trunk in the back of a um like a horse trailer thing she's been kidnapped she's had like a really rough time yeah and she's she kind of it's kind of a joke but it's kind of sweet she's like she sees max she goes oh you're alive i'm glad to see you're you're up you're awake or whatever and then they make a taylor swift joke which is the same joke that isabel and he made whatever she's better at volleying it right and then he goes, I'm people care about you, me and Liz. And I was like, she doesn't give a shit whether your new girlfriend likes her or not. No, it's true. You're really slowly. How about your her sister who yeah. you think is in the next room? Like, let's get to her a little faster. We're like, me and Liz, we're here for you. And it was like, Cameron's not. I mean, she does. I know she and Liz are friends, but like. That's not. No, it's silly. And then is is uh, is Cameron still a sheriff at this point? She quit before. Okay, all right. And then I, but I think that um, uh, Sheriff Valenti like left the door open for her to come back if she wanted, and she was I like, see. "I don't want the job." But so I think she could go back to her job if she wanted. The fact of the matter is there are more than two people in this fucking town who know her <laughs> and who care about her. Yeah, 100%. Well, the fact, I mean, I could see Max starting with himself because, yeah, he's he's her, like, yeah, they're partners. But, like, her sister is a little higher on the list than Liz, except to Max, no one is higher on any list. <laughs> Every list has Liz as, like, number one and then other people. Uh, also, oh, Max is working as a bartender now. Which is adorable. Yeah. What would you order from Max uh, at the bar? Oh, I mean, I would, I, you know me, I'm probably going to order a beer. I'm ordering beer in a bottle. I do not trust yeah. his bar. Oh, <laughs> you don't think he's capable of doing anything? <laughs> I mean, tap water. He would mm-hmm. always make sure you have your water back. He would, he would. He's very conscientious that way. Oh, my God. Do you remember that guy, the waiter that we had at the Blue Bayou at Disneyland, 
who kept refilling our water to like the very, very top. Oh my God, it was aggressive. It was so, there was one time that he came and like filled my water glass and I had maybe drank like a centimeter of water. And it was so full that it had that like, that film over the top. Yeah, it was like <laughs> convex. Yes, it was crazy. And then it we made crazy. a joke about it and he heard it and then I stopped know. filling up our water. I know. I felt bad that he heard the joke. <laughs> Me but too. But it was also, and I think, I'm sure they're told to be like super attentive and mm-hmm. it is Disney thing. But like, if I can't pick up the glass without spilling the water, it's too much. Yeah, you're aiming too high here, buddy. It's, yeah, and the blue bottle, it's all, that whole restaurant is so weird, right? Because it is trying to be like a white tablecloth experience, which mm-hmm. it does, but yeah. it's also like, it's they don't weird really want you to sit and spend, enjoy your time for a long time. Right. And also like, there's no escaping the, like you can see people getting on Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Uh, and yeah. it smells like uh, a pool. Not not like an overly uh, chlorinated no, one. I mean, but I like, think it smells like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but yes, it that but that smell is not the smell of the Caribbean. And it is also not the swamp. Right. Or the smell of a fancy restaurant. Like it no. is very specific. It's yeah. You could close your eyes and you know where you are. <laughs> um but it's a. I mean, I highly. I mean, I recommend it if you're going oh, to yeah. Disneyland and you want to have a nice meal. It's a fun way to do it. Absolutely, but it's, it's a weird. You got to get those, reservations least, in advance. Yes. Otherwise, you won't get in. Yes. Um, but you spend the money like you would. I mean, it's it's funny because I think I was struck when we went like that. It wasn't that expensive. Like it's exp- It's way more. Yeah. You're paying a lot for the food that you get, right? But like, you're not paying. It's not like a four dollar sign in LA. No, it's like it's like a three dollar sign. Like it's like a three dollar sign that right. you would never go to because the food's not that good. It's something where like your your entree is probably gonna be like twenty seven dollars, which is like a lot, yes. but it's not like oh holy shit, we can't do this. It's just like it's just like a lot of money. That's all. It's a lot of money. It's a regular lot of money. It's a regular lot of money, but you get to watch pirates happen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ambiance. Um, it is one of the only places in the park that has like a single stall bathroom situation. That is also nice. Mm-hmm. It's cool in the summer. Like it's, yep. I mean, I don't know if it ever gets really hot. I've never been in there when it's hot, but it, <laughs> it's significantly, it's like 20 degrees cooler than outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, though, I will tell you guys, if you, if you call, if you listen to this podcast for one thing, it's got to be my opinions on Ben Kenobi. If you listen for two things, Disneyland, which I don't know when I'm ever going to go to Disneyland again. Do we talk yeah. about that on mic? No, that was off. No, mic. that was off. I mic. love Disneyland. I may not go for years. Yeah. Um, heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but also I'm okay. I'm like. I don't blame myself. I don't, I'm not torn up about it. I'm just kind of like, this is crazy. That's my favorite place. Um, <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth. It is. Okay. I recommend the, for a decently priced, filling, delicious meal, go, you're, if you're already, if you're not a Blue Bayou, 
but in New Orleans Square, yes, go for that chili or the ch- chowder. There's a few different options. You can get in a bread bowl or get no bread bowl. Either way, it's so good. It's filling. It's warm. It's got protein. Yeah, you're good. That's so. That's a very good call. But I also think like it should not be understated how good the like food court area is in uh, California Adventure. Like you just go right to the back of the park, and there's like uh, it's over by the sourdough place, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all of that. There are a bunch of different food options that are reasonably priced and all pretty good. And there's booze everywhere. Like yep. that. That is a solid dining option. Yes, and everybody doesn't have to choose the same thing. Totally. So yeah, that is the be- that is a very good option. I also recently had a pretty good experience at the uh, the diner. I I think it's called like Flows or something over in Carsland. Oh really? It's pretty good food. Like you know, hmm. it's what you would expect from a like a like a diner. <laughs> like, right. But- but it was like this was pretty good and you could eat you know a decent meal um also you said it really quick but not everyone realizes it's there there is a sour dough (laughs) bread tour that's right the tour is led by miss rosie o'donnell and mr colin colin mockery (laughs) and mr colin mockery they tell you how sourdough is bread made and that's you know what that's fun you it's a little walking tour but that's not the key. The key is when you walk in, they hand you some free sourdough bread. It tastes so good. You eat it right there. And then because there aren't that many people there, you put your hand out and get more and they're happy to give it to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Also, it's indoors. So if it's super hot, it's right. You know, it's not as cold, cool <laughs> as Pirates as- <laughs> slash Blue Bayou, but it's it's usually fairly cool. Um, there's also free Ghirardelli that whenever I bring up the sourdough, people want to bring up free Ghirardelli, but that's just the free Ghirardelli you get if you go to any Ghirardelli store in mm-hmm. the United States. So sure. But this is a place where you walk and you get free bread. And it's like fresh baked bread. Mm-hmm. And it's, <sighs> ugh. Anyway. One of my big regrets from the last time we went to Disneyland was that uh, you and I both wanted to go to Trader Sam's, the tiki yeah. bar that's at the Disneyland Hotel, um, but we just sort of ran out of time. Um, mm-hmm. That place is great. Um, they've got all these like little window dioramas that look like they are, you know, the uh, the outside of like some uh, tropical island, and when some drinks are ordered, it like makes a storm happen on the horizon, or yeah. like a volcano erupts. Um, and we just didn't make it. It would have been so much fun. We'll go again someday. We will someday, someday. someday. <laughs> uh, all that to say, this week's Roswell, New Mexico was really fun. Yes, I, I still, I really thought, I don't know why last week made me think we were going to find out what the hell's going on with Kyle's girlfriend. <laughs> no update whatsoever. None. No update. Um, yeah, pretty much everything coming out of, except for the Maria stuff, everything coming out of last week, I thought this week was, would be about, that wasn't what it was about, but I still had a really good time. Yeah, me too. Um. Oh, there. Okay, we didn't finish talking about forest because I know we, I like to talk ships on this. Oh so. yes, yes. We didn't finish talking about forest and Alex. It's kind of sad. So they have a great date, and then they go to the bar for their 
I guess after the date or maybe another night. And Alex is kind of sharing his history and also that he has this like I I don't want to characterize I don't want to mischaracterize it, but that he has a voice in his head that is kind of telling him he can't be happy and that um he should deny his sexuality. Do you feel like yeah. that's a fair characterization? Because I don't want to call it shame because I don't feel like it's that. I mean, I think it's, uh, it is it is shame, but it's like outward shame. Like he doesn't want yeah. to express it in public. Yes. And not that he, but he's also not like thinking anybody who does express their feel that stuff in public right, right. is doing anything wrong. Right. It's a non-judgmental thing. Yeah. But Forrest is pretty much like, yeah, no, I kind of want to be with somebody who's proud to be with me out and about in public. Yeah. And is even like, you know, it's actually way hotter um, to make out with a guy in front of homophobic bigots who hate yeah. it. Like that, that actually makes it better. So I guess I'm, I hope that's a setup for getting to watch them make out later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope the same. Very little making out in this episode. Yeah. I mean, there's, but there is a lot of just cute coupleness. I think That's both true. Michael and Maria and Max and Liz have just some like cute couple stuff. But yeah. But we need. There wasn't look, one sex scene. Yeah. We need, we need these sex scenes. First season was so good at giving us sex scenes all the time. Did it? I don't I know. guess it did. <laughs> it did a lot. <laughs> I'm like, my, Max and Liz didn't have sex until like the end of the season, but. Yeah, I guess people people got laid more last season, but mm-hmm. also there's been a lot of Max being dead this season. <laughs> That's a good point. He just came back. Um, <laughs> all right, we've talked for 50 minutes. I feel bad how much Star Wars talk is in here. Um, <laughs> Ryan, let me tell you, I do not. <laughs> all right, and and I will tell if you can't tell, I don't usually cut things out of this show ever, so <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in just as we are. Right. I'm going to take the May the 4th excuse. Um, but yeah, I, I really did enjoy this episode. I wasn't trying. It wasn't like sometimes we talk about bones because we don't have anything to say. <laughs> I really I like the show. I, I want to see what's going to happen next. Uh, well, we will find out what happens next next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.